Here's the snapback. Here's the kick. He's got the leg into it. If it is good, and it is! Austin scores! A 49-yard field goal! And Indiana leads 27-24! Oh, it's an end around one to go. Rolling out of the pocket to his strong hand. Delivers deep down the field. Caught touchdown. Fried Fogle again. We have lost an old rusted spit bucket, but we stole the Heisman. Welcome to the LEO podcast. I'm your host, Michael Bragg. You can find me on Twitter at Braggley. That's B-R-A-G-G-L-E-Y. I'm here with my co-host, as always, Brandon. You can find him on Twitter. That's at Brandon Dubich. That's Brandon spelled traditionally Dubich, D-U-B-I-C-H. And fresh from the live tweets and still recovering is our producer, Seth, who is not with us at the moment, maybe joining us a little bit later on. You can find him and block him on Twitter. That's at Setah5, S-E-T-A-H-5. What's up, Brando? Uh, I just want to get this out of the way. I apologize. Positive Brandon needed a day to reflect. He needed he needed to build up his positivity back up because I think we all Saturday was very draining. So thanks for giving us a day. I saw that they're all some of the other podcasts already put something out there. We always try to get it out there too, but um, I think we'll bring you a good show today. Yeah, everybody already knows what your excuse is, so that's fine. You needed to stay up super late to watch them hang on against a bad, against a backup quarterback, Steelers, against Geno Smith. (laughs) So, um, all right, well, let's get into the game real quick. Final score number ten, and still somehow undefeated, seven and zero Michigan State. Uh, I think they're now. What did they move up to? They moved up to nine. I think they won the game twenty to IU's fifteen points. no, it was not just all a Chucky Campbell show. There was a little bit of offense, but not much. Um, that was the final score from Bloomington Homecoming. IU loses. They fall to two and four. All four losses coming coming against teams ranked inside the top 18 at the time that we played them. Um, all of those teams now are, and correct me if I'm wrong, inside the top 10. Correct. So well, I was 11. Okay. 11th. I did not know where Iowa fell to. So that's yeah. what I meant. Correct me if I was wrong. So there you go. Um, do you not being at the game? Do you have anything to add to the game? Anything from, I would it think if Michigan anything? state is this darling team that they would put them on something better than Fox sports one. Oh my God is Fox sports one. And this is positive Brandon an absolute horrible broadcast. Like that is, uh, I mean, again, we can complain about the big 10 network and, and some of the other channels, but we've been lucky. We've been on ESPN. We've been ABC. on ABC. Yep. Um, the CBS sports was a little rough, but whatever. I would um, take big 10 network over anything on Fox. That's not Gus Johnson, although he can be semi unbearable sometimes. And then it's not going your way. Yeah. I can anything on CBS. Because we're never we're never going to play the CBS game anyway. It no. doesn't matter. So we're not going to get. Is Vern Lundquist still doing it? Is that still a thing? I have no idea. I love him. Oh, but regardless, it was a bad broadcast. Um, they again, you would have thought Michigan State was Alabama. Um, it was it was tough to listen to. It, they have it, a better it made, record than Alabama. They do. 
That's true. This is true. Yeah. So, all right, let's get into uh, Tom. Tom to, wait, wait, real quick. Props Sorry. to everyone who did go. I was kind of shitting on the crowd because Twitter made it out to be bad. It looked great. It was on great. TV. It was fine. It, like, it was just like it was all year. It was yeah. It, really, really good job for everyone that did go. Um, snaps and claps to everyone. I mean, it, it looked great on TV. We should be able to have a lot, not a lot of green. It looked in. So the people that like me that, that did sell their tickets um, didn't sell them to Michigan State fans. There's a lot of good promotional material um, out of uh, out of the game. Yeah. You sold them to ghosts or people that just like wasting money. One of the two, because and it was not, not a them. it was not a little bit amount of money. Like I, I sold them for a very competitive. Well, I hope that they are OK, but yes. then they also didn't come to the game. So, um, OK, I. Obviously, with it being a Monday recording, we have already listened to Tom Allen's Monday press conference, but we'll cover those highlights on Best Wednesday's recording. Press conference I've ever heard him give. So this is from this is from Sunday's press conference. Does he do it Sunday or is this after the game? This is after the game. This is after the game. We've got to evaluate when executing in critical situations. You feel good about certain things coming out of the bye week, which I did but it continues to be the same issues as far as not finishing drives in the red zone. That was the biggest issue. And we'll get into that a little bit later on uh, moving the football, but not getting touchdowns. You know, eventually that can be the difference. And we lost the game by five points. You give up a pick six, which can happen. Protecting the football to me continues to be the glaring thing, which he hammered today. Uh, we've got to get some takeaways on defense, which were huge, but not protecting it, not scoring. That's like a double whammy to me. That's what sticks out in my mind the most. And then in the end, some drop passes, which there weren't that many. You've got to make plays. We've got to put our guys in a position to make plays. So, yeah, it's frustrating. Preach, uh, preach, preacher. If I was him, I would have went up and strangled Nick Sheridan in the middle of the game. We threw the pick six. And, Michael, this was right by you, so I know you yep. saw this. Mm -hmm. We ran a wide receiver stack on the short side of the field, mm -hmm. and a linebacker was able to play zone and guard three guys. He made So I will give him – if you watched the – and I'm sure you watched it there, but I saw it on accident getting stats from ESPN because they just automatically play those highlights in the background. And so I was like, what is that noise? I went down there and watched it. I was like, all right, let me see what happened here. I saw what Tuttle was looking at, which was at the time a wide open Peyton Hendershot. But again, if Peyton Hendershot's on the other side of the field, the left side of the field from where yeah. we were driving, that ball's not picked off. But because it, he, we have two wide receivers, well, Hendershot and there was three. It was a triple. It was. It was, was it? Yeah. So it was Hendershot, probably Fry Fogel and Marshall, maybe on one side of the field. Because they wow. did the little triangle thing. They did the little triangle where two are at all, the line. That, did they run and, that? Uh, what is that called? Where they all this, run like three-yard hitches, right? And this Stitch or sitch or... Yeah. I forget what it's called. But regardless, like, okay. Okay. This is a play. Well, when it results in that, you just take that play and you throw it in the garbage. Yeah. They ran that play at least three more times in that game. Wide receiver bunch. I said stack. It should be bunch. Stack is with two. Bunch is three. Wide receiver bunch on the short side of the field, and it almost got picked off again. That was on when we were in the end red zone. We ended up settling settling for a field goal. Yeah. But like that's where I mean, go up and strangle. I'm like, okay, listen, you had this play. You guys have been practicing this play. It resulted in this. 
throw it away. He ran it multiple times after the pick six. I don't think it was the same route combination, but it was the same formation. Like, it's the formation's fault. So just throw away that formation. Like, and, and that goes back to running dives on first down. Like, that would be so infuriating to me to, like, to see something not work and then continue to do it. Isn't that the um, definition of insanity? Isn't it is. It is. It is. So, so I loved this presser. It only got better in today's. Yeah, today's um, he just was hammering and hammering. So um yeah, he didn't not, name Sheridan, but I mean it was the most obvious thing of all time. Well, yes. So since we are a positive podcast, well, I will I will say there were a few plays that I think Tuttle just needs time. I think he just needs actual time on the field and he'll be okay. He made some really good throws down the field, which every single time he threw the ball down the field, I felt like there was pass interference. So that was fine. I mean, I I was texting you. That was Michigan State strategy. Yeah. Like they knew they couldn't keep up with our wide receivers. So they, they interfered every play. And the refs honestly didn't do a horrible job. Like the refs called them for double digit penalties and almost 150 yards. Yeah, they had a ton. They were so undisciplined. It was crazy. Um, all right. But then, well, but then why stop that, Michael? I don't know. I don't know. I really don't. Well, because he didn't have any time to throw. We'll get into what went right, what went wrong. We'll do that right now. Yeah. Okay. What went right uh, for you on offense? So or I what have, went right, I guess, for you? Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. No, no. I, I have six things. Wow. Okay. I have one or two, we were, I guess. And I'm not going with. We were better on third down. The yeah. team that has a higher efficiency on third down often wins. What did we do on third down? Eight of 20. They were five of 16. So, yeah. And one and one of two on fourth down. We had more yards. That yards doesn't always equate to success. But if we're going to rip our offense, you know, we had more yards. Hey, they we, gave Michigan State another penalty since we uh, since the game ended. I'm not kidding. We, we knew 12, 12 penalties for 134 yards. We knew this would happen, but you still have to do it. We had, we won the time of possession. All these things I'm saying, you should be in position to win the game. We, we actually, they had a Heisman winner or a Heisman candidate. The number one, the number one. And we had a better yard per rush than them. Everybody welcome Seth to the podcast. He's here now. And we won the penalty battle that I, that I just brought up. Yeah. We were better on third down. We had more yards. We won the time of possession. We had a better yard per rush and a Heisman candidate. And we won the penalty battle. That's a lot of things that go right. If you list those things that go right, you're going to win more football games than you lose. I agree. That's the one thing I had right down for. I had what went right. The offense dot, dot, dot to a point. So I wrote down one time of possession plus seven. That's minutes plus seven minutes. One first downs plus nine in first downs. That's 90, a minimum of 90 additional first yards in them. And one total yards. Well, it doesn't make any sense on what I said, but one total yards by 81 total yards. You won. I mean, at the, if you're looking at offense to offense, we beat them on offense. Yep. We outscored this, them this, on offense. And again, the Fox Sports one, man, made it out to be like they were the, the greatest show on turf. Like they were the 2001 St. Louis Rams. Like this. They, they, long they, ago. That's crazy. 
Um, and and again, look at all the things that went right. You, you said this when we recapped the Penn State game. If you just look at the box score, you would think Penn State won. If you just looked at this box score, you would think we won. But we yeah. lost in the variables. We lost in the the X's and O's. We lost, and, and we'll, uh, I'll wait. We can wait till the, what went wrong. Yeah. Um, but a lot of things did go right, considering we were going against a top ten team. A lot of things went right, Michael. Top ten team and major quotation marks. Um. Okay. So. Seth, do you have anything to add on what went right on offense or no? No, you're good. I just wanted you to say hi to the people just back there. What's up? What's up? Your finger's okay from the live tweets. You're good. You're back. Oh, yeah. Good deal. Great. Yeah, great output. You did a phenomenal job. Do you Thank have anything you. else that went right on offense for you? Anything else? Or do we just need to talk about like the side of the football? Let's talk yeah. about that side of the football. Do you... I've got two. I want to do both of them, but I want to give you one of them too. So I'll let you. Take... No, no, you, you go ahead. I went first with offense. You go ahead. All right. Cause I think what went wrong with me is also going to surprise you a little bit. This is still what went right though. No, okay. I'm done with what went right. Okay. I listed. Oh, okay. Well then six yeah, or yeah. seven things. So we're on defense. We're on defense right now. Okay. Here we go. Ready. It said we stole Heisman. But that's because we shut him down. Kenneth Walker. The third. 23 carries, 84 yards, an average of 3.7 yards per carry. Going into the game, he was averaging, what was it again? 7.1 yards per carry, I believe. He averaged 152 yards per game. He had 84. Again, he ran the ball 23 times, and he ran it into a brick wall the majority of the time. Um, so here's also- the thing. Here's the thing. Like I, haven't, I didn't watch a lot of Michigan State games. Uh, the only other game I watched was the Nebraska game. There's nothing Kenneth Walker did that impressed me. Like he was like, like he's not just a monster. Yeah, but we know big backs. Like Stevie Scott was a big back. Like, um, uh, let me ask you this question. Howard was was a big back. Like, he's great. He was so good. You know, um, he didn't have shiftiness. He didn't have speed. He was big, but he didn't necessarily use it. Like, Jordan Howard would get hit one yard behind the line of scrimmage yeah. and he'd get three yards. Yeah. Kenneth Walker kind of fell over. Like he didn't necessarily use his size yeah. to his advantage. What was Stevie Scott's big thing? And no matter where, usually unless he was like totally gang tackled in the backfield, no matter where he got hit, always fell forward. Yep. So um, Micah McFadden made Kenneth Walker look silly. A yes. Few, like yeah, well, he made everybody look silly. His yes. ass. Yes. Um. Big play Jay also played. Oh my gosh. We can, well, I can't wait to talk about individual players, but um, it, it, going back to, I was trying to get in a question real quick. If Kenneth Walker was so good, if he was such a great running back, how come against a really bad conference outside of Clemson in the ACC that, that has no really good defenses again, outside of Clemson, how come we never heard about any? We never heard anything about him at Wake Forest, and he was allowed to go. And if he's just going to come in and he's going to play a bunch of bad running offenses, I mean, or running defenses, and look at what he did against Rutgers. He was shut down the whole game, and then broke that ninety-four yarder. And then, of course, everybody's oh Heisman, burr, 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 burr. so I mean, he looked good in that game, but again, it's it's Rutgers. So, 
Um, yeah. Also one more thing on what went right. The defense totally exposed an overrated offense and quarterback Peyton Manning Thorne, who no longer has Manning as his middle name anymore is was 14 of 26, 126 yards. That's 4.8 yards per completion, which when is when he had time, which was so again, I, again, positive Brandon. Um, when he had time in the pocket, he looked good. He just had happy feet. Yeah. Like he, he got rattled. I don't know what, what hit did it, but we were pressuring so much up the middle. Like everyone says, that's how you beat Brady up the middle. We had great pressure from up yeah. the middle. Cam Jones and Mikey McFadden were just. Cam Jones was a stud. Let me finish that one real quick. Yeah, one touchdown, which was a wide open total blown coverage yeah. in the back of the end zone. Yeah. Marcelino ball doesn't know how to play football. No. One touchdown, two interceptions, and a quarterback rating of 26.5. We allowed one offensive touchdown, which came after a total interception on the 38-yard line. That was their touchdown drive from the 38-yard line. How in the living somebody or something did we lose this game? Again, I think if you play this game 10 times, we win seven. I'd say we win eight. If you give me that stat line from both of their top players, we win eight times out of 10. I just happen to be there every QBR. freaking time we lose. 26 QBR. If their tight, end, not, doesn't, if their tight end doesn't make that throw, I don't think they win the game. That's worse than Jack Tuttle's QBR. Like Again, you can't break a game down by one play, No, but the tight end threw the best pass of the day by both teams. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And then he made a decent catch. I didn't, they didn't really show it in the stadium, but it, it was a good catch. But I mean, literally, he dropped it in a bucket. Do you like, want to know what ESPN thinks about that catch? Hold on. Where is it? Peyton, Peyton Thorne finds it. Oh, that's a different one. There's a, there, the way that they worded this highlight was insane. All three of us make that grab. Like, Michigan it State is, it is like a toe grab. Where you have to put grab. it over here. Yeah. But I mean, it's not like he had to like OBJ it or anything. You no. know, I mean, the guy, he's caught, he caught the ball like this. Like he's eating a sandwich, like a giant sandwich. A big hoagie. He has to hold from the bottom and from the top. I don't know. I just, this team is going to get embarrassed when they play somebody that has a legitimate offense and a legitimate defense. So I think Michigan, they went out until they play Ohio State. Do you think that they're going to beat Michigan at home? I, I do. Mm, I don't. I don't. I think they lose three out of the next five. And I think that game at Purdue gets a little bit tougher because their defense is decent. So, um, all right, let's talk about what went wrong. I've only got two things. So none of it's on defense, so it's fine. No, God, no, nothing is on defense. It was, I mean, again, so we've played some great defensive lines. Defensive lines with talent, right? And this Michigan State team, Penanza was really good. I can make fun of him all I want. He, he, he was a disruptor. There's some players that I'm not going to name that absolutely should not start next week. You can't reward some of those offensive linemen. I don't care. It can't be walk-ons, right? But the, you have to at least send a message and Sales, bench a starter. Somebody, somebody's got to get More of in the there. interior. Like, actually, our, ta- our tackles actually didn't do bad. The, in, like the, the guards and the centers, oh, I'm basically calling them out, just not by name. The interior of our line was some of the worst performance I've ever seen. Like literally Tuttle would hike the ball and the guys are already a yard or two into the backfield. Like 
I was hard on Carr. I looked back and read, like, I was really hard on Carr live. But then, like, I thought about it. And, I mean, he never had a chance. Like, nope. literally never had a chance. So, our offensive line has looked bad against good teams. This is our this is the worst our um, offensive line has looked all year. And that says something. Like, you can't – I didn't think you could get worse. But then our offensive line – got worse it's so weird because it's like i had this written down too because i it's this is a little bit of a sarcastic bullet point that i have and i'm like it has to be execution right but i'm like i don't know what it is the line was bad again Tuttle averaged 3.8 yards per completion but he tried to get the ball down the field none of those were complete because they were either pass interference or we just didn't make the play car had no running room inside but DER and Childers both found huge holes. So what, what's the problem? You know what I mean? Like, what are we, what is not happening consistently? And it all comes, I think it all comes down to what you're talking about and other things that we've talked about. We don't have to keep beating a dead horse. We don't have to keep bringing it up. I don't want to be that podcast. I don't want to be. Um, I, I thought, I thought Caleb Jones had a really good game. I, you know what, being in the stadium, it's hard for me to tell unless he gets, unless he gets, uh, one, one of the few things they were, they were complimentary of him and I watched it. Um, and I really thought, uh, Jones had a good game. Um, so, hmm. cause um, it wasn't pressure on the outside. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's good to see though. Uh, my one thing that went wrong, well, now that I said the other one, my other thing that went wrong was the red zone offense, which I'm sure you have too. First drive of the game, 70 yards, got it down to the two yard line. Cool. I have another thing that, that I have another one, but yes, the red zone. second quarter, 71 yard drive to the seven field goal. You got to score. You can't do this, man. Of all the times, of all of the things that, you know me, you always know me. I'm screaming, don't go for it. Don't go for it. You know, the whole crowd's go for it, go for it. On fourth and I think we ended up getting pushed back to the five for that first field goal, maybe. I was the one. I was the one in the stadium saying, no, put them away on the first drive of the game. End it right here. Score a touchdown. Your defense just put them in three and out or whatever it was. Just, just do it. Get all of the momentum you can get. Try to score a touchdown here. Don't kick a field goal. We kicked a field goal. Kicked a field goal. Kicked a field goal. Missed a field goal. Can't blame him on that. That was a big one. 55 yards, I think he missed. So, I don't know. It had the, it had the leg. It just... That's what I thought. You know, that's right. That was right at the field goal post in front of where we sit. So, I thought he had the leg. but He had know, the leg, but it was way off. Yeah. You can't tell. Way right, I think. Mm-hmm. So, what else do you have that went wrong? I mean, there's a lot, so. I'm done. You just take it from here. The drops. Oh my God. The drop. And, and it was everybody. Fry. I and mean, it was mostly the wide receivers. Swinton had one, I remember. Swinton had one. Marshall had one. Hewitt had one. Fry I can't Fogel had Marshall two. had one. I don't remember Marshall's, but Marshall never drops football. It was at least a half a dozen drops. It was atrocious. Childers had a big. Can you answer this question for me, anybody? And no offense to Childers. I mean, Childers, whatever you want to call him. Um, double C. Why was he in the game on that last drive? Why wasn't Stephen Carr in the game? We've been questioning rotations this entire season. I'm not saying Stephen Carr catches that. I think it was third and 21 at that point, but he was wide open. 
wide open in the middle of the field and dropped the ball. I don't know how many yards he would have gotten, but it would have been a hell of a lot shorter than fourth and 21. That's for sure. But I don't know. I don't know. Um, Seth brings up a good point about Peyton Hendershot. I wouldn't say. So they run a four two five similar to us. They weren't double coveraging him, but I mean, they had a safety on him. He had a so, decent game, like per catch, I guess, in three catches, 32 yards. I don't have his targets immediately in front of me. He, I, I mean, it wasn't quick. so again, I, watching it on TV, it wasn't like he was open and Tuttle just refused to throw it to him. So that, that tells me he it was one. There was one. And Seth may remember this. It was it was, um, it was Bjorsen. It wasn't Henderson. It wasn't him. It was wide open on the left side of the field. And Tuttle never looked over that way at all. Both receivers were touchdown. open. But both were open, though, and he just he just put it a little long. It he, a, yeah, it was a walk-in touchdown. Yeah, because it was, it was again, it was another um, three wide receiver set, actually, to the wide side of the field. And the, the farthest wide receiver ran like a three- to five-yard out, and Bjorsen kind of ran one to the back of the corner end zone. And the safety or the corner chose the out route instead of the – the route to the back of the end zone. But yeah. to, to be fair, both were open and Tuttle just didn't make the throw. Yeah. That's it's frustrating to relive this all over again. I'm really glad we do this podcast. This is great. But um, yeah, the O-line and wide receivers just failed us so much. Do you have anything else to add before we get to stocks or no? No. All right. Let's bring uh do we stay negative? Do we just go stock down? Yeah, let's, let's, let's end go on stock, stock down up. before we get to stock up. Let's yeah. do that. Stock down. Who do you got on offense? <sighs> Be nice. Positive, Brandon. Positive, Brandon. I'll go. Let me go. DJ Matthews a... replacements. Yeah. Jacoby Hewitt. And this is stock down. We love him. Everybody knows I love Jacoby Hewitt and Miles Marshall. Zero catches for both of them. You just can't have it. You can't have it. You talked about the drops, talked about maybe not getting open, good coverage. They don't have good coverage, dude. They're 126 in the country in passing defense. We smoked them all day. They're, they're defensive backs on those back on those long throws on the pass interference. They had no idea where they were at on the field. They had no clue. That's just, you got to be better, man. We've got to execute on offense and it's got to be, I don't, what do they call it in, in soccer? I can't think of what it's called, but where they quit on a coach, but they're not going to quit on Tom. No, but I can't imagine no. them just being, they can't be happy with this offense. I don't, I don't know what it is, but yeah, that's what I'm going to go with. DJ Matthews replacements. My boys, zero catches combined, which is not good. What do you got? So again, I, you point this out every every week, and I think I think it's good because again, there's new. We're constantly getting new listeners. Thank you so much for everyone who listens. This doesn't mean we don't like him, but man, and he was put in a bad position. I ripped the offensive line. I wh- I ripped the wide receiver. So that's hard for me to say this. But didn't you want to see more McCully? And if you wanted mm. to see more McCully, what does that say about Tuttle? Um. Man, he just he just missed some easy throws. Threw a pick six that you just I mean, Tom Allen said it, you just can't do it. Um we King talked Tut, about that a little bit earlier. King Tut did not yeah. look 
like royalty. I just think he needs time. And when you sit there and you, you're, you're, you're not even a thought. You're a thought to the fans, but you're not even a thought to the coaching staff when the starting quarterback is struggling as bad as he is in Iowa, struggling as bad as he did against Cincinnati. You know, you're never a thought. And then you just get thrown into this game with nothing but practice reps and a, cu- a little bit of reps against Idaho. I think completion percentage of 53. No, it wasn't good. He was still better than Peyton Thorne, technically. So, I mean, I guess if that's what you want to go up against. But, um, yeah, I, I, I agree. But I'm, I'll defend him a little bit. I thought you were going to go Stephen Carr. But, again, that goes back to what we talked about and what went wrong, I think. So, um, I will refuse, absolutely refuse to let you put anybody on defense. Uh, do you want me to screenshot? I have no one. I nobody, literally, that's I, what I wrote down. No I have one, no one. Literally all incredible is what I wrote down. Yes. No, I literally left it blank. I thought I was going to have like a, like you went with somebody and I was going to make fun of you for going with somebody. Uh-uh. I have nobody. Zero. Okay. Stock up. Uh, offense. What do you got? <laughs> I, I have Donovan McCulley. I, I thought, yeah. I thought he looked good. And his pass looked a little weird, but that's fine. So, yeah, I mean, it, it, He's raw, but I mean, he looks to have a cannon. Mm-hmm. I mean, watching only one throw, but you look at the velocity coming out of McCulley versus Tuttle, totally different. And again, I said this on the pod last week that if we're running this RPO stuff, you need a guy that actually is able to run. And he laid the lumber twice. Mm-hmm. Um, Again, I like I again his stock couldn't be lower because again, you just said Tuttle wasn't on the radar. McCully, I didn't even expect to really play in any more games. He's done now. They said it today. He's, he's his red shirt's done. They're done with it. They're not even gonna think about it. Oh no, if he isn't if he doesn't take five to ten snaps a game, I'm gonna be mad. Well, he'll be he'll be a part of the offense the rest of the season. Needs to be. Absolutely so. needs to be. So he was the only one I could even come close. I'll be interesting to hear who you have for stock. That'll be a heck of a, a quarterback battle next year between him and, and Hoover. If Hoover comes in as, as polished as we think he is. Oh, uh, McCulley's McCulley starting next year. You think there's, so? There's very little doubt in my mind. I, I mean, wouldn't I, know. I wouldn't doubt that we don't go two. Yeah, I wouldn't go. go. I mean, I hate that, but it wouldn't surprise me. I mean, Purdue has three, I think. And look at them. They went and beat Iowa. We couldn't even get off the board in Iowa. So I don't know. Uh, I mean, well, all you have to do, literally all you have to do is have a competent offense. It doesn't turn the football over and you can beat Iowa. So that's pretty easy um, because their offense isn't going to do anything, which we found out and everybody else in the country found out against can, Penn can, state, but they just can kept I guess who your stock over. up is. I've got two. So go ahead. Is it walk on running backs? Yes. Yeah. That's, That's the a, only other options. It was the walk-on running backs or Donovan McCulley. Okay? <laughs> my other one was my other one was Fry Fogle because he finally had over five catches and like a decent amount of yards, but he did have a, another drop. Um, walk-on running backs. Um, Der had five carries for forty yards, including a big boy. I think it was 30, 29 yards, and then Chris Childers with five carries, thirty-three yards. So an average of eight and six point six yards per carry for both of the walk-ons. And it was good to see him out there. So um, I did hear again today that Trenton Howland is going to get some more running in and practice and um, um, Hollowell, David Hollowell as well. So uh, we'll see. Okay. This is, 
let me go first on defense because we are now going to be known as moving forward. I think no longer as the LEO podcast, but as the Noah Pierre podcast, my boy led the team in tackles. He had more tackles than Michael McFadden, believe it or not. One interception, one tackle for he, he loss, one pass def- defended. What's that? He had just as many. But it's okay. No, you talk to you. You keep telling yourself that. I'm looking at it. My goodness, this kid. And Tom Allen just went. I think he talked about him for five minutes today during his press conference about how he's been shifted all over the defense. He's played Husky. He's played safety. Now he's playing corner. Came in as a corner. He's been here for four years. He's never wanted to leave. He's just like. He's the definition of LEO, of what we want from a football player at IU. And he's he's showing out. And I hope he gets another year of this. And I hope he continues to do what he's doing because in the games that he's played, he's been fantastic. Even against Western Kentucky, he was great. So I think we recognized him in that as well. So I know I stole yours. So who do you got? I mean, God. You can't take he, him. You can't he, take him. It's as he, high as it gets already. Can you buy Apple stock when it's as high as it is right now? You can take him. That's fine. I, I, okay. Okay. I can, I can pivot. I can pivot. I mean, do I go Camp Jones? Do I go Ryder Anderson? Do I go Brian Fitzgerald? Do I go Weston Kramer? I mean, give you an idea of what my backup was. Yeah. The defensive line, the entire defensive line. Kenneth. Yeah. I mean, we just shat all over Kenneth Walker. (laughs) It was the best our defensive line has played. Um, how many tackles I, I, for loss did we have? We had six, six TFLs. That's got to be we top for the lived top of the year in the backfield. So, um, yeah, I mean, I, I again, I'll go Weston Kramer again because he's probably the only one that has room to go through. You can't say Cam Jones, Ryder Anderson, um, have any more to go. Mike and McFadden has already blown through that roof, mm-hmm. but. Um. Yeah. Yeah, Seth. Seth Scott. Josh Sanguinetti. Josh Sanguinetti. Oh good God! Game again. Yes. He actually didn't register in a stat. He had one pass. An interception. Up. He had an interception. And an interception. And yeah. an interception. He's the one yeah. that had the diving one across the middle. Yeah. That was like barely caught, like one of those that you see. And what a, a steal at signing day too. Yeah. Um. Stolen from Florida State. Ah, mm-hmm. uh, gosh. It, it, that defense is just incredible. I would. They're they're incredible, and I will not let us get away from this. I know I and, couldn't let you have him, but I will. I have got to get a Michael Mc, Micah McFadden appreciation post in real quick. Nine tackles, one and a half sacks, two and a half tackles for loss, and a pass defended, and it's just an absolute nightmare for their offense. The entire game, this guy. That. He, I gave he just, I gave Seth a bunch of shit. Uh, I'm sorry, a bunch of stuff uh, on Thursday for not really him, but complained to him about ESPN not putting him in their midseason All Americans as a linebacker. Rivals put him in. Why we're doing midseason All Americans anyway is stupid, but it got me to click on it. Unbelievable that this guy's not getting the national appreciation that he needs to get. This guy is incredible. So go ahead. I cut you off like a couple of times. So he's he solidified as my favorite IU football player of all time. Offense, defense, doesn't matter. There you go. Until Donovan McCauley next year. Seth, what do you got? Oh, I was just seconding that. 
Oh, okay. He, he might be the best blitzing collegiate linebacker I've seen in I don't know a while at least. It's hard to it's hard to think of a linebacker that doesn't like. I was trying to think of somebody that like really stood out in college, and for some reason, the last person I can think of that did something like that was like Lavar Arrington. That was the exact a, name I was thinking of. But he's a monster compared to Micah, right? Oh, of yeah. Course. Yeah. So, I, I mean, the dude is just pure hustle 100% of the time. It's crazy. And I love first play of the game. You know, Michigan State was like, we're going to run it down these guys. Throats. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And he third and two, third and one, he stands Kenneth Walker up. Like Kenneth Walker, he got low and it didn't matter. Micah got lower and stood like literally put that as every kid that's learning how to tackle. That is how you tackle someone clinic. Just an yeah, absolute yeah, lost two yards, negative two yards on the on the third and one from the 29 yard line. So they ran Walker for four yards, ran Walker for five yards, ran Walker for minus two. So that, that you knew that was a script. We are going to run it down these guys' throats. We're going to um, play the run to set up our pass. Dude, and what phonies their wide receivers are, too. Phony. It's our defense. I don't think they're phonies, man. I'm telling you, I do. I think our defense is that good. I'm going to be, I'm not saying we're going to shut them down. I'm not going to say what we're going to, that we just did to them, to Michigan State, that we're going to do against these two. We have to play on Saturday. And this is a different pod for, for Wednesday's recording. But I'll be really interested to see if we're at full strength on Saturday with, with Mullen and Taylor back, what we do against those two wide receivers. So we shut one of them down. No, actually, they both went over 100 last year, if I remember right. But that game was just insane anyway. Um, here's what our game plan was on our first drive. You ready? Pass, 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 run, run, sack, field goal. What happened to us? What did I say? Pass, 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 run, run, sack, field goal. Okay. Let's yell at the players when we're at the game again, guys. That was sarcastic. What's not sarcastic is our sponsor. That's the Mon on Track Club. They're for real. MTC is Indiana's running brand built on a deep love for the sport in the Hoosier State. They craft products, tell stories, and create experiences that aim to celebrate, support, and add to Indiana's running culture. Check out the link in the show notes for more details on their club runs and to shop their sick gear from shirts to hoodies to koozies. As a thank you to our listeners, they are offering 10% off your order. Use promo code LEO10 at checkout and hit MTC owner and IU alum Garrett where it really hurts. Right in his butt pocket, his wallet. Now, let's go revisit our predict. No, let's not. We, we, we all lost. It doesn't matter. We're not going to skip revisit predictions. Let's go straight down to Brando's Randos. All right. So being the absolute amazing fan that you are, what was the tougher ride home? Michigan State or Cincinnati? Cincinnati. Cincinnati. Really? Yeah. yeah. Why is that? Um, I was in the cups on Saturday. That's why. <laughs> I was feeling all right about myself. Um, yeah, Seth said road pop in the in the chat. <laughs> um, no, I mean it was. I think that I've become almost immune. I think it's coming back again. I think we talked about this 
it's maybe in the off season about it. Just, this is just what happens. This is just what happens. It is what it is. It's now the fourth game we've lost to a top 10 team. Been one of them. Well, I've been at three of the four. One of them was just out of hand. The other one was just because all three of them were all just inept offense. So I don't know. It's a, it's just hard to to get upset. I mean, I'm I'm mad, but I just don't like. I don't know. Just didn't let it ruin everything. So hearing that you had a good time, this wasn't on my outline, but I need to ask: Did they improve the game day experience? How was the concession stands? How was did they? Seth, getting I, don't, in I and never out? left the stand. I swear to you, I went to get a drink at halftime. I went in real quick down right after Chucky's miss. I ran straight down to go get a drink. And that was it. Or no, maybe it was first quarter. I didn't, I don't know. I have no idea. Was it better, Seth? A hundred percent. There's no uh no wait for bathrooms. And I'd say concession lines were cut in half from Cincinnati. Got it. Um, my next question was, and I complimented at the onset of the show, and I should have probably worked it in a few more times, but just amazing job by the crowd. Right. Mm -hmm. My question is, I think how long does the crowd slash student section stick around? Like if we, if Saturday, this upcoming Saturday goes like it most likely will, how do, how does November games look like in Memorial stadium? I've thought about this. I've thought about it a lot. Actually. I thought about it before this game. Um, if they get beat down bad Saturday, I'm, I'm not sure it's unless we pick up one on the road, which we have to, we have to get at least one on the road before we come back home again. Um, I'm not sure. I think it goes back to the old ways for a bit. Uh, in because, November, I mean, let's I think, be honest. I think let's be honest. Right Who's who, what are we pulling usually for a Minnesota and Rutgers game? Anyway, you're not going to pull that much. Anyway, if it's a good team, I don't know. I, I don't know. I don't want to lose hope in the fans. I think that the, the students have been fantastic. Amazing. Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I don't want to think about it. I'll be there. doesn't matter. So good question though. That's it. Yep. That's all you got. Uh, that's all I got. Bunch of downers, man. Uh, Seth, your sack. Good. Yeah, I got one for you. Um, so, I think we have some issues, obviously, with the offensive coordinator. Um, obviously, Bill O'Brien isn't coming to IU. But if you guys had a top-flight offensive coordinator, um, I'm trying to think of other guys off the top of my head, but you know, going back to the DeBoer days, for example, even, um, do you think they're four and two? Yeah, I do. I legitimately do, and I think that that's in my final statement. If I'm not mistaken, it's not. I had this written out in our group text and I deleted it. Cause I'm like, I'm not doing this. I'm not getting myself all upset about this. We absolutely, absolutely beat Cincinnati and we win this game Saturday. That's it. There's four and two done. And guess what? You're probably right there on the edge of ranked and you don't have a 19 point spread going into this Saturday. What about the Western Kentucky Offensive coordinator that you have uh, a man crush on. 
that system that's a different system man i don't i don't we can't run that with our wide receivers is the problem um i've thought about like some of the coaches that are leaving like i don't know is that his brother how's his brother doing from usc was their offense any good can we not get him i mean what i don't know that's what they're gonna do they're gonna go get a coach that's been let go or um Taken off. Oh, I keep looking for fifteen best. So I, again, I've looked at staying alive in the Power Five. Mm-hmm. Saturday down south. Here's Bleacher Report: fifteen best offensive coordinators. Let's see if any of them are from small schools. What's like? What's well? No, we can't do it. We can't do that. Never mind. I keep thinking of ex LSU coaches, but um, the one that I was no. thinking of, I think, is in some turmoil right now. Is that not true? Yes, we want to stay far away. Um, there's a there's a hot Kent State guy. Really, I'm seeing. What's he looking? Yeah, like? kind of a nerdy white guy. Is that what you're into? No, he's got. Um, all of these are all Power Five. Let me look at the top. Let me, let's look at the total offense. So, if you look at total offense, Coastal Carolina, hey, that guy's not going to leave. Western Kentucky. No, Pitt, Virginia, SMU, Marshall. I mean, there's some Memphis. Well, guess what? Fresno State, number 11. <laughs> How we Is we tried to give him more money. We we were gonna give him more money. We're, we're yeah. not gonna right. And he want he wanted to be a head coach, though. And he deserve obviously deserves to be a head coach. Utah State's up there. I yeah, again, I think it's a little to answer your question, Seth, and it's a very good question. It is. I think we are minimum. We beat we beat um Michigan Michigan State, State no doubt. Cincinnati I think you beat Cincinnati. I think you beat Cincinnati. I, I also think you also scored 24 points, which is more than any other team I think has beat. I also think I was a completely different game. If yeah. you have a different coordinator. Um so just so, think about that game though, because the first interception slip hits the back of his his shoulder pad, pick six. Second one, was that the throwaway or was that the third one? The third one was the the second one. one was a miss. That was the one where Cam at Buckley, minimum were oh, three and Cam, three. Where's Cam Buckley? I think he's probably his playing days are over. In you think so? Because he didn't even he didn't see the field once. I don't think. Yeah. So, yeah, here's uh, uh, the scores against Cincinnati this year 14, 7, 24, 13, 3, 21. So, we've scored the most points against that defense. Yeah. And honestly, I thought made it look pretty easy. Yep. So, DJ Matthews was insane. Yeah. Yeah. He was crazy. So, my second question leading off of that is Are you guys ready to accept Cincinnati as a playoff team? I think they got it. We have to. You have to. I mean, it's now, Oklahoma. Oh my God. There is so much fun to watch now. <laughs> oh yeah. I bet. And I can't, well, poor Cincinnati, <laughs> poor, poor Cincinnati. Well, you know what? They do still have SMU and SMU is starting to climb up the rankings 21st right now. Um, but other than that, they've got to go to Tulane. You got to watch out for the wave at home. Always got to watch out of the wave. That's our team. They do. Oh my gosh, guys, wait for this one. They're bad this year, but they've got to go play the triple option next week at Navy. That's a trick. It's always tricky. Game. It's always tricky. They got I, us. They got us. 
Yeah, well, but that good, those good Cincinnati. offenses, those are so bad, so bad defenses, though. <laughs> they played. All right, all right, all right. Let's get into uh, final statements now. Uh, Brandon, you want to go first? Yeah, and, and it again, it's been a very tough day for positive Brandon, but I'm going to leave on a positive note. We are on a collision course to be five and six and going up to West Lafayette. You can't, as a rivalry game, you want a stake in it. You want that game to mean something. You want Purdue's putting together a season to remember. They needed it badly. This, whether we're spoiling them or they're spoiling us, we are on an absolute collision course for bowl eligibility in the last game. Let's go. Um, if that happens, M- Michael, are you going to that game again this year? Uh, as long as I can make it work, yes. I will find there. a way to make it work. If we if we are five and six, I'm going to that game with you. Yep. And we're going with producer Seth. We've drug him to games. No, like, hey, we're not, he's not going to sit in the IU section. I'm not no. sitting anywhere else other than the IU section. I don't that, feel yeah, safe. That, I've done it fine. once. I've done it once, and I don't feel safe. It's a dirty, 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 smelly town that's really dark. Like it's like constantly cloudy. And if it's a night game, they're going to have those stupid lights flickering on and off. And who knows what happens when those lights flick off? I don't know. So um, I'm not even thinking about that right now. Let's let's one game at a time. One no mindset. My, my, my point is, you know, I am not giving up. I've not given up the season for bowl eligibility. I think we I know where we can get to the rest of the way. Tom Allen is spewing hellfire, which tells me that's going to turn heads yeah. within those coaches' rooms. This has been the first time in his tenure he's been this mad about anything. Like you, like we've—I don't know if you guys have, but I've been in situations when your bosses are mad at you, nope, and you—you never. You never again like work harder. Now that doesn't necessarily put out a better product, but again, that means you're going to really put in the time. Um, so I, I hope message received by the coaching staff because Tom Allen is not messing around. Those press conferences were so encouraging to hear. If you guys haven't heard them, look them up. Um, not only are they motivating, but again, that, that is what made me positive and believe in not only this season, but Tom Allen even more. I almost had Tom Allen as my stock up, um, and 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 offense um but yeah that's that that's my final statement uh tom allen still so thankful you're our coach and i still think you can get us to three bowl games in a row cta don't play baby all right uh so here's my this is a good one i think i wrote it i have not reread it since i wrote it so here we go we continue to shoot ourselves in the foot offensively while playing while the defense is playing at a top 25 notch maybe a top I don't know. It's incredibly frustrating for the fan base, which we've talked about. And I'm sure the players feel the same way. I don't like waking up at four o'clock in the morning, spending all day building excitement for the breakthrough game and then having to sit in Martinsville for an hour. (laughs) But I'll never give up hope. I'll keep doing it week after week. You better believe it. So something's got to be addressed on the offensive side of the ball, specifically in the coaching staff. I cannot believe I wrote this. (laughs) Don't give up hope. Don't do it, man. We're, we're right there. Something's going to turn. Ohio State next week and another opportunity to knock off a top five team. So unless Seth, Seth has anything else to, off, Dude, to offer. And, and to, that, to that point, like, 
I can't believe we haven't brought it up yet. Um, I think this is probably a good place to do so. Michigan State went two and six last year, and now they're a top 10 team. Like you, like there are bad years, freak injuries happen. Like, even if this year does we don't get to six and six, like when you have things right in your program, you can rebound. We're not in the the dog days of IU where it just seems like no help is in sight. Look at our recruiting rankings for this past season, for this season, how it's looking up for the it's next recruiting class. Next one, yeah. like, like this isn't like oh, you know, this. If the season goes the way it's going, it's a blip on the radar. Yeah, and it's important to have that perspective. Just to give some perspective, I think. I've never seen Seth roll his eyes more yeah. at a comment I made. That was uh, that was harsh, probably a little bit fair, but it was a little harsh, Seth. But our third... I'm still salty from all the brag anti-Purdue, anti-Lafayette talk oh. earlier. You know, I don't ever do that. Just had to. I don't know. I don't feel safe there. I just don't. That's legit, though. Um, just for for perspective purposes, to start off the 2023 season, we now we have our third ever, third highest ranked ever recruit committed. He's not going anywhere unless his dad leaves. So, so there you and go. The, the visit went fantastic for Bradley Mann, who is a four-star defensive lineman. Great. Good. Um, again, how how many times have we said we need an upgrade on the defensive line? We got some great guys coming. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Well, uh, thank you for those who uh, came over during the tailgate on Saturday. Appreciate it. it. Means a lot to all of us. Brandon wasn't there, but it, you know it doesn't matter. It probably makes your experience a little bit better. Um, be sure to check out the pod on facebook.com backslash podcast LEO and on Twitter at podcast LEO. We'll talk to you guys in a couple of days when we preview the game against the Buckeyes and we will be joined by a special guest from what I'm being told. So hang on for that one. You may have heard of him. If you're around the Indian indie market, he may work for a subscription based sports program thingy. Uh, he's been around for a little bit. So until then, We'll talk to you uh, about the Buckeyes in a couple days. Elio. 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 He said it. Kind of weird. Elio. Awesome day. Elio. Thank you so much, Rick. I appreciate that. Elio. All right. Great. Elio. Appreciate you guys. Elio. You're welcome, Dave. Have a great day. Elio. Have a great day. Elio. Appreciate you being here with us. Have an awesome day. And Elio. Oh, thank you so much. Elio. Well, thanks so much, Elio. Hey, thanks so much, Mike. Appreciate that. Elio. Appreciate you guys, man. Have an awesome day. Elio. Awesome. Elio. Elio.